Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Well, good morning, and uh, almost good afternoon now. It was a uh, it was an awesome day out there. Yeah, as you guys know, we've been uh, we've been getting after now for the last couple of weeks, and so we've been able to do a uh, you know, a lot of installs and a lot of our technique and fundamentals. Uh, but today was a was a great day. We got actually to spend some two hours with these guys, and um, you know, able to line up in formations and go against each other, and and uh, so that was that was awesome to watch. Both sides of the ball were making plays. And uh, we were protecting each other, making sure everybody stays on their feet and practice like pros, which I always preach to these guys. Uh, a couple of notes here, you know, Jacob Kaiser, Isaiah Gilchrist, uh, you know, two, two dogs that we love. They, they have decided to opt out of the season. And, um, you know, we respect those guys' decision. We know this has been a, a, a tough, uh, you know, tough year. Uh, we support those guys' decision. And uh, with that, I'll open to questions. All right, we'll go with uh, Dave Mahler first, Christian Capel on deck. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, just in regards to both those guys, uh, I guess just to follow up on that, was that both just concerns about COVID? Uh, was there anything else there that you can kind of expand on as far as why those guys opted out? Yeah, correct. It was concerns with COVID, which we completely understand. I mean, that's gone, gone across, uh, you know, all of uh, college football and even in the National Football League. And, you know, that's just uh, – you know, the, we respect those guys' decision. We know this is a, uh, you know, a obviously extraordinary year and and, and um, with, with valid concerns. And those two two young men had concerns, and we respect their decisions, and um, we're here to support them. All right, we'll go to Christian Capel. Lauren is on deck. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, Jimmy, um, in addition to those two guys, noticed there were – a handful of scholarship guys who, who weren't out there today. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it was only 20 minutes, but um, anything you can share on, on some of the guys who, who weren't practicing this morning? Yeah, there's different various reasons why, you know, some, some guys may have came out a little bit later, but, um, you know, that we're not going to ever talk about, uh, you know, all those uh, different circumstances. The two guys that I mentioned are the ones that will not be on the roster. All right, we'll go to Lauren Kirschman. Go ahead, Lauren. Hi, Jimmy. I'm just curious with getting used to kind of having the new testing and everything like that, how all of that's been going and getting guys out onto the field. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's a, such an extraordinary year. We're, we're just, you know, like, like right now we're doing this zoom call right here. I can't even see anybody, you know, everything's new and, and our, our players have just adjusted to this new lifestyle. They come in and they put a swab uh, in their nostril and, and they put it in a tube and, and away we go. It's now, it's now it's like second nature to these guys. Uh, you know, Darren Nystrom, Rob Scheidegger, our, our medical team have done a fabulous job of making this thing very streamlined. And, um, you know, our players uh, up to this point have done a fantastic job of, of not dragging that virus in here into the building. And um, we just have to continue that here for, for the next three months. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley with Lars Hansen on deck. Dan, you are free to talk. Uh, Jimmy, I know uh, 
It'll change every day, probably. But can you give us a, a depth chart on your quarterbacks and how they rank uh, in, in just taking their turn right now? No. <laughs> no, no clues? No clues? <laughs> I, I didn't hear the second part of that. What would you say? Oh, the answer was no. <laughs> Sorry about that, Dan. All right, sorry about that. We'll go to uh, Lars Hansen. Lars, you are uh, unmuted. Hey, Coach. I noticed that Asa Turner and Dom Hampton both uh, gained a significant amount of weight. I would assume that's good weight. Um, just talk about what you've seen from them this offseason. Yeah, the both those guys had uh, really good offseasons. And just naturally, you know, going from true freshmen to sophomores and being in our training regimen, even with, uh, you know, two and a half months of not being actually physically here with us, they were naturally going to put on some weight. Uh, they look great. They're moving around great. And um, they're going to continue to put some weight on here. Um, they're still two young guys that uh, we're really excited about. And um, can't wait to watch those guys continue to grow. All right, we'll go to Mike Varel. Mike is next. And then Mazvita after that. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, just wanted to first clarify about um, Kaiser and Gilchrist. Are those guys – still members of the program where they're planning on coming back next season or what's the deal with that? And then also um, this might also be a, a no in the response, but as far as the quarterbacks, um, can you share is the plan that they're all getting equal reps right now or how are the reps being split up right now? Yeah. Uh, first with your first question, Mike, yeah, Isaiah and Jacob are uh, still on scholarship. They are getting their school paid for. And, uh, you know, with this crazy year, if they did decide, just like all the uh, seniors or anybody who wanted to opt out and everything gets better in 2021, they would have the option to, to come back. And so, um, you know, our, per our opt-out policy, as soon as they opted out, they were obviously are not going to be here anymore, not around the team because of the coronavirus concerns, which they have, and um, which I totally respect. And, uh, and so, yes, next year, 2021, Hopefully everything's better and there's a vaccine or we know how to deal with this virus even better than we're dealing with it now. Those two guys have the option to, to join uh, back with the, with, with the dogs. And then with your second question, yeah, all those guys are getting reps. Uh, the, the, the top four guys are getting reps, which are the three young guys that are on scholarship and, um, and then our transfer, Kevin. So those guys are all getting reps. It's fun watching those guys make plays, make some mistakes. And, uh, that's part of practice, and we, uh, you know, we have a whole training camp here to get those guys dialed in for game one. It's going to be fun to watch that competition, um, you know, play itself out. All right, we'll go to Masvita, and uh, Chris Francis is on deck. Go ahead, Mas. Hey, Coach. Uh, just I know it's early, and uh, two weeks in, and today you kind of you said you had your first look like team practice that we didn't see. But any themes yet? You know, anything that you – you know, that's emerging. It doesn't have to be an individual player, but collectively, anything com coming as a team here? I think everybody's just grateful uh, to be practicing, and we're all on the field together. I think that's probably the theme, probably not just here, probably across the, across the country. Uh, you know, our, they're happy being with their position coach. Uh, they're happy going through drills and, uh, you know, making themselves better and preparing for a season. We're happy that there is a season and we actually have a game to look forward to. Uh, I think every day and every single meeting, every practice, this whole this whole year has made our whole staff and all of our players more grateful uh, for days like these because we know how fast they can be taken away. 
All right, we'll go to Chris Francis with uh, Art Teal on deck. Go ahead, Art, or rather, uh, Chris. Uh, Jimmy, hey, I got, I got two for you. Kind of, uh, they're unrelated to each other. So I'll throw the first one at you. Uh, the Pac-12 starting a little late. Um, obviously, we don't know if there's a chance at the college football playoff. Have you thought about the big picture here in terms of this season with all the circumstances? Have you addressed that with your team? Uh, in terms of the playoff? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I know you're playing for a Pac-12 championship, but yeah, have you thought? Have you talked about that with your team at all? No, not not at all. All we're worried about right now, we're, we're focused on ourselves. And again, I always apologize to you guys because you guys hear the coach speak, but it re it really is. I mean, we're for us to go, oh, we're going to talk about something so far down the road that we can't control unless we focus on today. Today is about getting better today on offense, defense, and special teams. And then as we keep moving forward and we continue to gel as a team throughout this next month, the first step after that is – go down to Berkeley and take care of business. And so, no, that we will, we would never talk about something so far out and ahead of us. Um, we have to control today and get better today and then get better tomorrow. Okay. And speaking of that, um, you, you know, we talked to a lot of the NFL teams and the Seahawks and stuff, and they're, they're using a lot of younger players, getting them playing time. They have to in this situation. So I'm curious how you view that in terms of your roster and will a lot of younger players sort of get their opportunity now? Yeah, I'll first say, and you guys know this, we've always used a lot of young players on defense, and that theme will be out throughout our whole team. Uh, I'm an equal opportunity employer. You come in here, you're ready to compete, and you can learn the schemes and the techniques that we're teaching in all three phases, and you're the best guy, you're pushing to be the best guy, you are playing. You are playing. And um, there's nothing like competition. There's nothing like competition. Right now, we have competition at a lot of positions, which I'm extremely excited about. And you can already tell it's making our team better. And so, yes, you can plan on seeing some young guys possibly playing. And, um, but they're going to have to go earn it. We're not just going to throw them out there. They're going to have to go earn it and show their coach and show their side of the ball and show the, this team that they are ready for FBS football. All right, we'll go to Art Teal. Ruth is on deck. Art, go ahead. Uh, Jimmy, over the last several months, we've had lots of disruptions and uncertainty. What's been the most difficult aspect for you to help manage these guys emotionally and psychologically? Yeah, you know, one of the one of our anchors is uh, our uncommon unity that we have on this team. Um, it's something that uh, we we've had here now, you know, going on seven years. This is a very extremely tight team. It's not just all about football around here. You guys know the. The foundation of, of our program is our Built for Life program. And so to not be able to be around our guys as much as we usually are has been the most difficult thing. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've been creative on some different stuff uh, that we can do to make sure that we are staying in, in contact with each other and we can continue con to connect. Um, but I think that's been the most challenging thing. Um, and we're continuing to work through that right now. But, uh, but we know that's one of our anchors, and we will continue to strive to be the tightest, most unified team in the country. All right, we'll go to Ruth Robbins. Michelle's on deck. Go ahead, Ruth. Yeah, Jimmy, um, you know, you mentioned talking about the younger players a couple minutes ago. But Ruth, I just wondered, in the short time you've had, what have you seen so far out of some of the, the incoming freshmen, the, the new guys? Uh, is anyone standing out or, or just – 
could you just touch on a little bit on what you've seen so far from this guy, these guys? Yep. Okay. Sorry, that was a little low there, but I, I think you're basically asking about the young guys um, and who who, st who has stood out. I think uh, so far, um, you know, let me start on offense. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about all the guys. I mean, it's, it really is like Christmas morning. You, you get out there and you're like, okay, we've been recruiting this guy for three, three and a half years, and all of a sudden we sign him and then we can't see him, and now they're here and we get to watch these guys run around a little bit. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about our, young, our two young running backs. Um, our receivers have made a, a lot of plays out there. Um, you know, even, our, even our, our, our old line, it's been fun watching that old line. They're, what a talented group talented group uh, they've gelled together and uh, it's fun watching them uh, make plays but also make some mistakes and, and hear coach Huff get after those guys a little bit but you could tell they love it you know then on defense uh, you know the, the, what probably stands out is you know I think um, our outside linebackers so two young outside linebackers have uh, their, their pass rush moves and their get off has has really uh, been different than I've seen uh, around here the last couple of years you know, Coach K is doing a great job with those guys. And and then in the back end, like I think I've already mentioned, you know, those DBs, uh, they're, they're the length that we want them to be. Uh, they're, they're as fast as we want them to be. And uh, they're learning from a, a, a veteran group right now. So it's fun watching those guys take the next step too. But we got a long way to go. I'm excited about everybody. All right. We will go to Michelle. And then uh, Didi's son is on deck. Go ahead, Michelle. see the mute button. Michelle, you're still muted. You still have a question? Hi, oh, hi, I'm here. Can you hear yep, me I, now? Hi, yep, Coach. I, I'm so sorry about that. All right. uh, damn technology. <laughs> um, congratulations, first of all, on getting to today. Uh, it's been a long road. Obviously, COVID threw a huge wrench into everything. But for you personally, to finally be able to hold the first day of fall camp as head coach, what does that mean to you and your career and just this monumental moment? Yeah, I mean, I'm so focused on just, just doing the job right now and uh, making sure our staff is, is dialed in and making sure practice is run smoothly and, and making sure that our guys are getting better. I mean, that's the whole goal of practice is to get better. And, uh, you know, we try to recreate the game in practice. So these guys, when we get to November 7th, um, that they'll be, they're going to be ready to go. And they feel like they're, they'll be the most prepared team um, on November 7th. Uh, but, I'll, but I'll say this, I share probably the same uh, feelings as our players. I'm extremely grateful. I know our staff is extremely grateful to be able to run a meeting uh, in person with our players and have them actually sitting in seats um, and then actually going out to practice and be able to, uh, you know, teach these guys hands-on and, and then go through team drills. We're just extremely grateful uh, to have this opportunity. Because just a, sh a short time ago, uh, we, w we were not going to be doing this. We were not going to be doing this possibly until January of 2021. And um, I think gratitude is probably the, the biggest word around here right now. Apologies if I got out of order here, but Didi's son will, will go to you next with uh, Nick from the Daily after Didi. Go ahead, uh, Didi. Hey, Jimmy. I have a two-parter for you. So one, um, I'm just hoping to you might be able to walk us through with that daily testing process is like. So I know you were talking about that before, but I expect your what you go through is the same as what the players go through. So what is it like? So you get the swab in the morning and then what it takes 15 minutes. Do you have to kind of sit there while you um, wait for the results? Just trying to get a picture here on that. And the follow-up to that is, you know, we've heard some doctors say, 
these rapid tests can be not as great as catching the virus in people who are not showing symptoms. And after what we've seen happen with the NFL, does that worry you at all? Yeah, great question. And so um, the first thing is the process. We, we organize the guys in flights. They come in here. Obviously, we don't want all 100 and whatever it is, 15 guys coming in at one time. So we flight the guys in here in the morning. They come in in groups. Um, we have, as, as they enter the building, we swab them, they put it in the, in the tube and it takes about 45 minutes, almost to an hour to get the results back. Uh, while they're in the building, uh, we, are, we are always social distancing and with our mask on. And so we have low contact throughout the building, uh, whenever we're in the building. And so if we did end up getting somebody that, uh, tested positive, uh, we wouldn't have to quarantine anybody because there's low, low contact. They're, they're always masked on and, and everybody's away from each other. Um, and so that process has gone extremely, it's, it's gone extremely well. Now, great question. We also are doing the PCR testing as well. And we've done that. I don't know the exact number, which is the, and I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor here, but they, what they say is it's way more sensitive to your point. The quicker one, some people say it's not as sensitive, but it's, we also are doing the PCR testing three to four times a week, which is the one that is extremely sensitive. And so we will do, we will do double swaps on those days. And to this point, our guys have been, have been uh, negative and um, our, our, our doctors and our medical team has, has done a fabulous job and our team has done a fabulous job and they just got to continue to do this, uh, you know, throughout these, the, the, the rest of the season. All right, thank you. We'll go to Nick from the Daily with uh, Christian Capel next. We only got about five more minutes. Nick, go ahead. Hey, Coach. Uh, as the season approaches, your first as head coach, how do you feel you've changed the most as a mentor and as a coach over the past 20 years? The past 20 years? Is yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, a big question. Thanks, Nick. Oh boy. Again, you know, all, you know, all those questions about that. Um, I'm, I'm so focused on practice and now we, we're, we're going to have a team meeting here later on this afternoon and I'm going to watch film from practice and, and uh, try to try to make sure that uh, we're getting better in, you know, all three phases um, and then have a great plan for tomorrow's practice. And it's all about getting better every single day and trying to recreate the game in practice so our guys can just go fly around and have fun on game day and make plays and, and hopefully come back home with a Washington victory on November, on November 7th. So that's my, that's my daily life. That's all, that's all I'm thinking about. Um, you know, maybe one of these days when I've, I've hung up the whistle and I'm kicking back somewhere, I can reflect on these questions that you guys are asking about. But all we're, all we're, all we're worried about right now is, is getting better and we want the Washington – football team to go out there and have a lot of success in 2020 and beyond. All right. We'll go to Christian Capel with Dave Mahler on deck. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm, I'm curious um, what you think Kyler Gordon's best position is for you guys. And then maybe, maybe a related question, maybe not, but um, aside from Elijah, who are you guys kind of looking at at nickel right now? Yeah. You know, Kyler, uh, he could play a number of positions for us uh, on defense for sure. And in, and in the return game, you know, Kyler can play uh, corner. He has played corner and nickel. Uh, we could put him back at safety. He's that athletic and that tough. Uh, you know, last year he was our special teams player of the year. And I expect him to contribute a ton. 
in our return game and on our coverage units and also uh, on defense. You know, that defensive backfield, though, is, is, is stacked with a lot of players that have played some football, and, and it's going to be competitive. Like, like I mentioned, we've got some young guys in there that are, that are really, good, really good football players. And so there's, there's no certain positions that are just, you know, inked in saying, okay, this is the guy. We, get, we have four weeks here to figure out who those guys are going to be. Uh, I guess and then the second part of your question was Elijah Molden playing nickel. He've got who who's also going to play some corner for us, and, and he's also played some safety for us. You know, we like to have guys that can play multiple positions, and you're going to see that throughout our whole team as well. Uh, probably another thing that uh, will will be different is uh, we need guys uh, to be able to play different positions uh, when injuries occur, which we've always done around here on defense. But now, obviously with the pandemic that's going on and us possibly maybe not having a, a few guys here or there at certain positions, we're going to need guys to be able to swing uh, from, from different positions uh, throughout offense and throughout defense. And um, that's part of our process of preparing these guys for this, uh, this unforeseen season. All right. So we'll go to Dave Muller next, and then we'll wrap up with Kim Varel fetters in that order. Uh, go ahead, Safi. Hey, Jimmy, real quick. Uh, two quick ones. Number one, not sure if you saw the Bucks bears game last night, but Vita Vea looks like he may have broken his ankle. Just some thoughts on his injury and the way he's been playing, uh, number one. And then number two, any update on the idea of having parents get to come watch games and how important that is for the players, I guess, psyche to have, uh, have their relatives and folks at least in the stands on game day? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish I, I did watch the game. Um, you guys can probably always guarantee I'm watching a game, whether it's if it's an NFL game or a college game. Uh, that's all that's running on my my phone, my iPad, or my TV uh, if I'm sitting at my desk. So it was a great game to watch. There's always something to learn from. I don't know the details of what happened to Vita, but uh, of course we all saw. Uh, first of all, we saw that he was playing a, an excellent game. A lot of a lot of uh, tackle for losses. And, uh, I think he had one sack and. Uh, but we did see that uh, that injury that didn't look good I mean, with the cart you know, taking him off and uh, prayers to him and, and his family. And I, I obviously hope it's not as uh, as brutal as it looked uh, to all of us last night. And then um, to the second part of your question, of course, I mean, that is like the number one thing is we would love to have our parents of our players at games. But we are, you know, at the – the will of the local health authorities here in Seattle or wherever we're playing, whether they're going to allow that or not. Um, but there's no question that um, I think the first people that should be able to watch the game would be the parents of our players. And everything that I've heard is that we are working uh, to get the parents of our players uh, to be able to watch our games in person. But I don't know the outcome of that yet, but I know that we are pushing for that, uh, for that outcome. All right, we'll go to Kim, then Varel, and then Fetters. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Jimmy, good to see you as uh, the head coach out wandering around the field uh, today. And um, just wanted to ask, do you have a roadmap, kind of a where you wanted to go, what you wanted to see? Do you find yourself gravitating towards any one position on the field? And I'm sure you took notes at practice today. Maybe share with us one note you maybe wrote down about the practice. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, I don't, I, I like to go see everybody's drills. I love to go see everybody's drills and, um, you know, see how those are going to translate into the next uh, phase of practice. 
So it's really it's really awesome watching our coaches coach uh, their fundamentals and their techniques, and then you get to go see it come alive in a team session. Uh, so I really enjoy that. And then also, you know, I'm really paying attention to the players. Um, I, I want to see who's dialed in, who, even when they're not taking a rep. If they're not taking a rep, are they sitting back and are they watching the guy in front of them? Or are they taking mental reps? Uh, that's game changing. If you could take mental reps and watch the guy in front of you, uh, whether he's doing it right or whether he's doing it bad, and you can make note on that. Uh, so I'm always paying attention to that. And that's what you're, you know, as you guys are allowed to practice, uh, that, that's what I'll always be doing is bouncing around. I like to go everywhere, offense and defense, and, um, and pay attention to all that. And I, what was the second part of that question? Did you make a note? Oh, make a note? Let's see here. I don't know. I don't think a minute. Let me see. I'm going to look down here. I got a whole bunch of notes here. You want me to share one note, Kim? Of course you do. Let's see here. Let's see. Make sure Kim Grinolds and crew only stays 20 minutes for practice. It's right there. Right there. See that? That's it. That's all I, I got. Vouch. I can vouch for that, Coach. All right, let's go to Mike Varell and Fetters, and we'll be done. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, you'd mentioned um, that you've been impressed with the two young freshman running backs. I saw that it looked like uh, Javion had some kind of a surgery this offseason. Do you have any details on that and, and what the outlook is for him? Yeah, no, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to discuss anything, you know, injury wise. And, you know, I wish all of us could have had a, a good sit down in the spring um, because if we didn't discuss all these injury stuff, guess what? You guys could stay at practice for the whole two hours. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, that would be, uh, that, that would be great for us. Uh, but as soon as you guys report stuff like that, then that's why that's really the biggest reason why you guys are only allowed for 20 minutes. Um, but if you guys wanted to, be at practice every single day for two hours and didn't report on stuff like that. You could watch all the team drills. You could see which quarterbacks are doing what, um, you know, that doesn't help us. That helps our opponents when you guys report on stuff like that. And so, you know, we'll keep that in house. We're not going to report on anything like that um, um, ever. All right. We will wrap things up with uh, Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy, when uh, just going back to, I know you, already mentioned that you're so focused on meetings and, and practice and such you haven't been able to think more big picture but when you were the coordinator when you were a position coach and you were watching coach Pete and, and instilled the culture and built for life and all this stuff was there ever a piece or two that you felt like wow if, if, if I ever had an opportunity to maybe put a slight spin on it that would reflect more of what I think is important is there anything that you've been able to do now that you do have that head coaching responsibility Oh yeah, I and mean, there's there's a number of things. I mean, that's all I've all I've done. I know uh, a bunch of coaches have done over the years. You know, for the past 20, 20 plus years, I've been a coach. Um, you jot down ideas and say, okay, man, I love the way John Gruden did this. I love the way Chris Peterson did this. And then you also jot down and go, you know what? I like the way he did that, but you know what? I think I would do it this way. And I think this way would be better. Um, and that that's just a constant process all the way through. And so. Yeah, there's no, I have notebook after notebook um, of, of my experience from the last 20 plus years. Uh, that's hopefully going to help us uh, be successful here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 